Hi, Gateway Church Dartford here. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. We trust that what you hear will be a blessing and an encouragement to your journey. Before I get started, let's just, let's just pray, actually. Um, thank you, Lord, that, um, that you're, we've been able to worship and praise you this morning. And I pray also that for the words that I bring may be a vessel uh, on your heart, Lord. And I pray that they will resonate in us today. Amen. So, um, if you want to bring up the first slide, then. Okay, so my title of today is Building Walls or Breaking Down Barriers. So I have to first of all confess, it's not... I, I've, I've been, read, been reading um, um, the story of Noah, Nehemiah, um, but it's actually a, um, one of those YouTube Bible uh, plans. And I thought, oh, it's the title of it, I must admit, I did nick it from there, but it was really good in what I've been um, reading. And I thought, oh, it's relevant to us perhaps today. And uh, yeah, so if you want to do the next slide. So the story of Nehemiah. Now, I'm not going to read the whole of, the, whole of Nehemiah, the book, but I would encourage you guys, if you've got, you want to read a book of the, of the Bible, I would suggest reading um, the story of Nehemiah. So Israel was in, in captivity. So this is all like a pre-pre of um, the story up until um, halfway through the, of the, the uh, book of Nehemiah. But they were, Israel was in captivity because of their sin. They were in exile in the land of Babylon and in the, went into uh, uh, Persia as well. Um, and Nehemiah was a servant to the king of, um, king of Persia. He was actually a wine bearer to the king. So that was really kind of, he had an important role um, in front of the king of Persia where he would obviously, I presume, would taste that wine to make sure it was, no one had sort of chucked any bit of poison in there or something, or whether the actual wine was good or bad. So he would be the taster, wine bearer, the taster for the king. Um, and he hears distressing news from people who already returned back to um, the Jerusalem. Um, the fact that the walls are in ruins. Um, and I wonder whether that's kind of like sometimes how we might feel. In terms of when you hear some distressing news, you might feel like it's a bit helpless. You feel helpless to what you can do. And, um, but Nehemiah, he prays to the Lord. Um, and he prays that, he's a, that God is an awesome God. He can do everything um, that he asks. And... Um, but one of the things he asked for is the forgiveness of Israel for their sins. Um, and he asked for the promise of hope and the boldness in front of the king of Persia. And uh, one day he was um, in front of the king and the king recognized that he was really sad. And um, he asked him, why? Why are you feeling sad? And, um, and then basically he tells him the story about Jerusalem and the fact that the wars are... Um, uh, have been demolished and they're, they, they're in ruins. And the king grants his request to go and to rebuild the walls. And I think he says, actually, well, when you are going to be back? Because kind of like, he recognises that Nehemiah is someone of, of integrity and of faith and really someone he can trust. So he appoints um, Nehemiah as governor of Jerusalem and uh, Nehemiah travels to Jerusalem. And in... Uh, Nehemiah 2, verse 17 to 18, it says here that, 
Then I said to them, and this is, he's talking to the people uh, of, of Jerusalem. He's returned home. And he says, you see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me and what the king had said to me. Um, and then the, the people replied, let us start building, rebuilding, I should say. And so began this good work. Okay. So, um, these walls, um, what do you reckon the requirements of a strong wall would be? Dan, thanks. So anyone would like to, um, so what, what do you reckon is going to be a strong wall that they're going to need? Good foundations, yeah. Anyone else want to say? Any other uh, offer anything else? Structure. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Sorry? Cement. Okay. Okay. So, well, I've got three, um, and two of them were mentioned, so that's good. <laughs> so we're on the right wavelength. Uh, foundations. Um, yeah, so foundations now. I'm going to come down to this one. Actually, I was going to say, so if I went like that, poor, I was in Noah, wasn't it? You were building this one. It, it doesn't have much foundations, but it obviously holds together, but it lacks foundations. Um, Matthew 7, verse 24, 25, uh, Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. Um, now I was thinking, Chris was um, sharing last week, wasn't he, about um, in Hebrews 12 about the foundations, um, the foundations and I think it's in Hebrews 12, it says about the foundation and perfecter of our faith. Um, that's what the ESV says, I think, isn't it? I think my NRV says all from perfecter of faith, but I think it, well, I was kind of like, oh, I can use that bit for my sermon as well. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, we've got to be rooted in God's word, knowing Christ as our rock. And obviously this is what this Bible verse says, we've got to have our foundations in Jesus. Um, Matthew, no, sorry, not Matthew. Maybe my, done that bit there. Um, yeah, Matthew, sorry, it is Matthew 7, verse 42. I haven't, that's not on here, but so don't worry, Dan. Matthew 7, 42, verse 42 to 44, Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? Now, he's referring to the fact that there's a prophecy, and interestingly, it's a prophecy in Psalm, because you kind of like think of um, Isaiah as the main prophecy, the prophetic areas, but Psalm 118 says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And Jesus says in Matthew, this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvellous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. 
And my, I mean, it's that last bit I was picking up in terms of Jesus. When we come to Jesus on the cross, you know, come to his, the foot of his cross, we're broken to pieces. We come and confess our sins, our, our wrongdoings. Um, and Jesus wants us to do that because he, he's going to take us up. But for those who turn away from God, it says, of course, obviously, he's referring to the second coming that, uh, you know, those will be, they will be crushed. And obviously, yeah, we are here as a church to bring the lost in. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's foundations. So, Dan, if you want to do the next one. So, I've got cement and mortar. I think, Chris, do you say cement? I think, yeah. So, we're on the wave, right wavelength on that one. So, now, with this wall, sorry, Joe, it lacks a bit of cement, doesn't it? It just kind of like, well, if I do that, it falls away. It's got enough of it. No, no kind of um, strength to it. Uh, and um, we all need, you know, we need that cement in our lives. Um, Nehemiah 3, uh, the people listened to Nehemiah, it says, and they wholeheartedly stepped in and repairing the sections of wall. So they in Nehemiah 3, there were lots of different groups repairing different sections of the walls and the gates. And they all interconnected with each other. Um, each had a part to play, just like we have in our faith and at church. Each of us um, is there to support each other. Um, and we like being knitted together. Um, that's what's obviously important for us. Um, and so... Um, I haven't read this verse, haven't I? So 1 Corinthians 12, verse 2 says, Just as a body, th though one, has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. And I, I, I'm going to pick up on what um, Chris says, but he was referring to being in Christ. And obviously with Christ is a similar meaning, but the importance of it is we're in Christ um, together. Okay. Um, and then, uh, next slide, thanks. The wall needs to be completed. Without it, it's a bit rubbish, isn't it? I mean, the enemy, if it's, if it's only, only this high, and the walls of Jerusalem, it's not really going to serve any purpose. Um, or if there was, you know, it was up here, in some sections, and then there was nothing else somewhere else, yeah, they were just, the enemy would come round the side. Um, so, we're open from attack from sides or behind if, if we're not careful. Now, Philippians 3, this is one of my favorite verses, 13 and 14. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider it myself, do not consider myself, yet I have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus again in Christ okay so we've got to go forward looking forward not what's behind um, so it's about perseverance you know sometimes it's really difficult to keep going um, but we can call on Jesus when we know we're struggling we can call on him and he can pick us up when we are in, in need of him um, thank you that he is going forward, behind, um, forward, he's by our side, and he's got our back. 
Um, and he's not, we're not finished until we are with him. That's right. So in terms of there is a constant, we've got to constantly go, go forward. Um, okay. So there's a saying that um, why do we building bridges, not walls? Um, in terms of the fact that we can make connections um, and outreach to our community um, and not stay within, within the sorry, we shouldn't be staying within the walls of our church because we want to be out there breaking down barriers. Um, that's uh, within our walls. These are our physical walls, yeah. Um, but in the context of walls. Um, they take, can often take on a negative connotation, obstacles to something greater, um, because obviously we can be kind of like, I think we're nicely in this nice place here. Um, but we've got to allow God to move in our lives and let down our barriers so he can do whatever he wants within us. But are walls all bad? Nehemiah began his inspection he counted the cost. He called upon the people. Now that is seems like a appears a physical uh, nature in itself, um, but it's more than that because rebuilding the Jerusalem walls reflected the boundaries that set Israel apart from the other nations. Um, it was about protecting their identity from the past in terms of their worship of idols, the fact that they uh, went into sin. Um, without walls, they were vulnerable to influence from pagan culture, and they were drawn away from God. Um, now I was thinking about what are our personal boundaries in our lives? Um, do our relationships or our habits turn us away from God? How do, or do they... How do they affect our lives? Um, do we nurture the spiritual disciplines by reading, praying, and, and, and spending time with God in our worship and, and our serving? I mean, I think it was great in terms of praise and worship this morning. I think, wow, um, it's kind of very relevant to what I was, want to share is the, the worship. And I think thinking of the songs, how they resonate in our lives uh, but there's obviously other things that we want to do in terms of just um, drawing closer to God um, and I, I you know stand up here and I'll say yeah my my prayer life is not as good as it could be so I, I confess it um, so yeah we've got to um, make sure we've got those boundaries that are those spiritual boundaries. Um, but it's not that we should be, have a physical isolation because we've got to be Christ-likeness and uh, we're not here to blend into the world. Um, now, um, you can't really um, avoid the fact that this time of year is a, you know, obviously Halloween at the moment is tomorrow. Um, now, from our personal experience, um, Tracy's dad um, sadly passed away many years ago, but he passed away on the 1st of November. And we were praying at the time that he wouldn't um, 
die on, on the 31st of October because it was like, how could, you know, how could that happen? He was a man of faith and um, we, we miss him. And of course, I was looking back at the history, looking back at what the purposes, first of November is referred to in the Christian calendar as All Saints Day. And um, the, it's also known as All Hallows Day. And um, the, eve, the eve of um, All Hallows Day is, of course, All Hallows Eve, the 31st of October. And just, it was just thinking of how, uh, the, sorry, the All Saints Day was about, rem- the purpose in the Christian calendar was about remembering those who had lost. The saints had, been, had passed away, those that remembering those that we'd lost. Um, and hence in terms of the eve, was it kind of like a vigil? Um, just, I think, probably a little bit like the Queen's vigil earlier in the year. Um, and that, it's just interesting how something seems innocent um, at the time, how the devil has come in and twisted things. Um, and I was thinking, also thinking about, I was, it was great having, two weeks ago, Sarah's pumpkin display here. Down, on, down by the, uh, the, uh, the TV here. And um, thinking, oh, pumpkins are harmless enough. You know, they're, they're fruit that we can enjoy. Certainly in terms of an inter- autumnal look, they're brilliant. They, look, they really look the part. Um, the only thing is, um, a, a few years ago, Tracy decided that we'd grow, or she'd grow uh, her own pumpkins um, with, a, with limited success, and um, we had one little pumpkin, and <laughs> and um, we decided to make it into a, we decided to make it into a soup, and I can I can honestly say, you don't want to try that pumpkin soup. It really tasted vile. So there are certain things that might seem innocent, but. They can really be vile. But as I say, the devil has come in and really twisted what, obviously, Halloween, you know, whole, the whole concept of Halloween. And we, we should, be, as a church, be praying that, you know, the God, the God will um, over, be over that and not let the devil get in. Um, and the other thing I was um, thinking about is um, with wall, going back to the, the angle of walls, um, I was thinking about medieval walls and um, thinking about castles because obviously with medieval, medieval walls you tend to have a castle in the middle. Now, thank you. Now this is, uh, this particular castle, if you didn't know, it's Edinburgh Castle. I've got the t-shirt to prove it because we were there in the summer. Um, um, but I was, I was looking at um, some of the facts of Edinburgh Castle. It's actually turns out it was um, the most besieged castle in the UK. Um, it stands high above an extinct um, volcanic rock, as you can see on the picture there. Um, and back in the Middle Ages, Edward I, or King Edward I, he was kind of a bit of a tyrant king of England, um, he captured the castle um, and stationed about 300 men um, to guard the castle. Now, however, there was years later, the, 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 the actual Scots retook the castle with just 30 men. Um, 
And that's all because one man who'd actually found a way to sneak down the, the north face, I think, of the rock to go and see, go and see his romantic, or for romantic purposes. Um, and he was able to then guide these 30 men up the cliff and retake the castle. Um, and you think, well, what, what's all about that? Because, you know, it looks pretty impregnable as a castle. But we need to be on guard, even though, you know, because obviously the English probably were kind of, oh, well, we're up here. We can't, they can't be attacked. We can't be, we're, we're safe where we are. Um, but we need to be on guard and not complacent. Um, staying close to Jesus through prayer and reading the Bible and staying in the fellowship of this church. And obviously, I'm thinking about everyone here. We've got quite a few people missing. And I think I look at the church and it's been exciting times the last few weeks. We've had many visitors. Although today, um, it's, we're, there's only a few of us. And we know that the enemy doesn't like us moving forward. And today, it's obviously been a bit of an attack because not everyone's been able to make it. Um, you think of Carol and John. Um, Ted and Janet. Ted has had a fall today. So, yeah, the devil is wanting to stop us from meeting. Um, and we've got to make sure that we are lifting up Jesus um, and continuing. We must not ever let um, things get in the way of our worship of Jesus. Um, and we haven't done notices yet, but I'm going to plug this now. Um, we've been watching The Chosen, and I think it's been a really great time uh, watching The Chosen. So last week, um, thank you, Dan. Uh, there we go. So next week, we are at Megan and Dan's, and um, I think it's, it's been really good because... And, it, and for those who are perhaps think, oh, I've missed a few, it doesn't matter because, one, you could catch this up in your own time by watching it on YouTube. So it's easy just to Google The Chosen into YouTube and, and watch the, the episodes. We're up to episode seven. There he is. Um, but I think, I think last week was really good because there was two miracles. You got two for the price of one, I, I look at it. And, but in the middle of the two miracles, and there was one, the, the leper that was cured, that was healed, and then the paralyzed man lifted down from the roof, like the famous story in the Bible. And um, in the middle of this was Jesus telling this little parable about the servants who are in charge while the master is away. And I was, I was sort of like, after the, after the meeting, I was kind of like flicking through the Bible, just kind of like, you know, kind of like being on a, on a good vibe and thinking, oh, okay, let's, this one. And I was, my, my Bible, funny enough, turned to Mark 14, which is that parable, which is the very much, is, is about the parable of the servants. Um, and, it, and in verse 33, it says, be on guard, be alert. Don't fall asleep. And I'm thinking, oh, how relevant is that for us? You know, the, the guards, those guards, those English guards, they probably weren't on guard. They were falling asleep because they're kind of like, um, they were left um, probably, you know, caught, they were very much caught out. Um, so there's something to bear in mind. We, we've got to be ready for when Jesus comes back. 
So, Dan, next slide. So, the final verses I want to share was the armour of God. And um, um, I think Chris and Bev are actually did say with me that um, they're looking at the early in the new year, looking at, um, looking at spiritual battle. So I had this in my mind in terms of the armour of God and how, yeah, we were talking about those building the walls and breaking down barriers. The armour of God is something that we can, it's a, mo- a mobile um, thing we can do. God's given us the tools So Ephesians 6, verses 11 to 13, it says, I'll read it from there. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand. Now, let's do a little test. Uh, who knows the, the six armour of God pieces? Now, I wonder whether anyone would like to sort of, sh- sort of shout out who they'd be, what they'd be. Helmet of salvation. That's one. Sorry? Breastplate of righteousness. Belt of truth. Shield of faith. And there's shoes for the gospel of peace. Sword is word. Sword of the spirit. Yeah, okay, thank you. There we go, that's what I've got. Belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes for your feet, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, and sword of the spirit. Um... Well done, you are very good in getting those six. Um, I often think the shoes for your feet is kind of like the one thing that is not so obvious than the other. other um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I was just, in, I'm not going to, in terms of the, um, those, the armor of God, so I'm kind of like, some of those things I was going to say, breastplate of righteousness is being made right with Christ. Um, the shoes for your feet. Um, we, we, at camp, we sing um, a song that is kind of, a, it's a kid's song actually, but it's really catchy su- a song called God's Suit On. And it's kind of like uh, one of those ones, songs where you can remember the, the armour of God and I think obviously songs obviously can obviously be a good way of reminding a reminder of the scriptures. And um, this particular one is in terms of shoes for your feet. Is the words in the song say, "Good these good news shoes were made to run." And we're as Bev was saying, we've got to bring the gospel of peace to people. Um, the shield of faith is about extinguishing the enemy fiery darts. We can stand firm with the shield of faith. The helmet of salvation, um, your saving grace will guard my head and stop. So it's about really stopping those thoughts that I'm not good enough, that the, the self-doubts. The mind is obviously a really important 
piece of protection on our um, for us in terms of our body, and we need to protect it. Um, so the helmet of salvation protects it. Um, now Paul was in as well. Uh, Paul was in prison when he wrote Ephesians, and what Chris was telling me the other day was the fact that he would have been chained to a guard, so he would have been actually. Um, when he was writing the letter to Ephesians, he would have been using the picture of this guard that's chained to him as he's actually writing that letter to the Ephesians and encouraging them to stay strong in the faith. Um, and the armour of God is kind of like an illustration of building walls and also breaking down barriers. Because as I say, it's, it's kind of like a mobile way that we can stand firm as what the passage says, but we can advance as well. We can take the shield of faith to protect us, but we can take the sword of the spirit and the good news shoes to the gospel out to the people. Um, so just thinking, going back to Nehemiah, um, just like the significance of Nehemiah the walls of, and the walls of Jerusalem, Nehemiah was a man of integrity um, he, fa- he was someone who also faced troubles and persecution, just like someone like Paul who was in prison for uh, you know, preaching the gospel. Um, Nehemiah faced troubles from those other nations around him uh, as he was leading the people of Israel to rebuild those walls. And um, those other nations didn't want to see uh, those walls built. Um, they didn't want to be see see the kingdom uh, resurrected. Now, of course, God's plan was for the kingdom not just to be resurrected in Jerusalem, but the kingdom to be resurrected through Jesus Christ and through us as a church. Um, so, I think to me that's really encouraging. And, and I'm just gonna—I haven't got much more to say actually. So, but. I've got finally one more thing that I want to share that Paul says in Romans 8, verse 37. And he says, Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Okay. So um, I think it's wonderful that he, he equips us with the tools of the armor of God to take forward the gospel. Uh, we have no fear of in him, that's what Chris was saying. No fear and condemnation, I think you were saying earlier. And um, it's just wonderful to know that we have uh, Jesus by our side. Let's just um, close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your words. Your, you know, in terms of what's in. Nehemiah in terms of what he did and also what Paul um, in his, his ministry, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, to have that same desire, the same desire to know you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be able to um, equip us, Lord, with those, those arm, the armour that we can be alert, we can be ready but more importantly, we can be close to you. Lord, that's the most important thing, that we know we are with you, we are in Christ. Lord, that you are our guide and you are our light. 
Lord, that as we see this dark world and there's lots of things that are wrong with it, we think about um, the situation with um, the government and the injustices at the moment. Lord, we, we want to declare you, Lord, as um, our Lord and uh, the justice for this world, Lord, that you will come and work in our lives. Lord, I, um, I just pray that your word, your truth, your grace will shine through. Particularly at this time of Halloween, Lord, that the devil has tried to get his grips in. And Lord, we, we stand against that. We stand firm with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, and these shoes to bring the gospel of peace. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord.